episode another sermon coming at y'all from you know uh apple podcast google podcast aha radio spotify you can catch us on 12 on sports radio uh anywhere else man uh rashad what's going on profits profits fan base we are back it's gonna be a a crazy one right here man it's, it's, oh yeah uh, we got some we still got some football going on but we got to talk about the big product the nfl man the year review we we went back through some old tape <laughs> exposed, exposed. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is a, a profit rewind, is what we're gonna call it. Uh going back over the things that we said prior to the season, uh, a little bit into the season, and, and and come to find out, you know, we we were actually pretty good. I was, hey man, I'll, the, I'll, I'll give the, us the, the name the, the name speak for itself. Come hey on, man, we the profits for a reason, man. Um, but first let's talk about the 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 fight that happened over the weekend. Um uh, my guy, John Jones, who got two brothers in the NFL, Chandler, uh, Chandler Jones and I think Arthur Jones, uh, he hey, he came out again. He fought – who was the guy? Reyes who was the first first name? Yeah. Uh, I, I forgot Reyes' first name, but, I mean, most fighters go by their last name. Anyways, I right, right, right. Reyes. <laughs> Reyes, yeah, Reyes versus Jones was, was a big fight. Um, Jones put his belts on the line. Yo, your thoughts on it, man? A real good fight. Reyes kind of – Got off the gas pedal a little too early, man. He convincingly won the first, convincingly won the second, in my opinion. And then in the third, it was that's what that was the to me the, the turning point of the fight because Jones kind of got his got his rhythm going, and that third round was could have went either way, but fourth and fifth, I thought Jones won both of those, and you know the scorecards forty eight forty seven, and then in one judge, I don't know why he had it forty nine, but you know that's part of judging. People always see something different. But I thought Jones edged it out three to two. That that third round was pivotal. And like the reason why, because when you kind of been mostly bad in the first two rounds, if you show any signs that next round, you kind of gonna get the the nod versus Reyes didn't really do it. No, he kind of got the gas pedal. And uh, to me, that cost him the fight. But I hope we get a rematch. It'll be a dope fight again. Yeah, I, I think this is pretty similar to uh, you know, I'm a big uh WWE guy. And you know, you know, sometimes when you know you have a big fight, a big match, like let's say like WrestleMania or something, and the the challenger loses because the match was so epic, so great that that challenger is still number one challenger again, and they fight again. And I think this is the same kind of instance where, when it's that oh, this could have been either way. Let's let's run it back. Let's and and let's let's see let's see if Ray's learn not to get out the gas pedal too early. Let's see if Jones don't come out too slow, and let's see if. It, anyone can knock each other out this time or or, or have it like a TKO. Um, it was – I think I think it was a pretty good fight. I, I think John, Jones, of course, you know, he's showing why he's a champion, one of the best to ever do of all time. Uh, but, yeah, Reyes is right there. And outside of that judge that, that was scoring four to one, uh, it was right right down to the right, – right down to the wire. Jones went off in the fourth and fifth. And, and like you said, Reyes was – came out the gate strong. I want to see a fight where it's a back and forth rather than a – Reyes at the beginning, Jones at the end. I, I, I want to see a, a back and forth next time. 
And the only thing I hate about social media is, oh, it's a robbery. It's a robbery. Bro, it's not a robbery. Both guys won two clear rounds. Right. And the third could have went either way. Like, I wouldn't have complained either way mm. if Reyes won or Jones won. But from my own personal viewpoint of judging, I thought Jones did win a third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah, uh, UFC, UFC, and, and boxing are, are the is is the hardest sport because it's somebody else judging of what you're doing, um, and it's different people, different times. So that a lot of people don't have the same criteria of what they're looking for. Recent uh, example point to that judge who, who who said four to one. So you know it's those those sports are the hardest, and that's why that's why you gotta like guys like Wilder in boxing because he knocks everyone out. That way he don't leave it to nobody else. Yeah, that, that last fight he had against Fury, that that 12th round knockdown he got, that kind of saved the fight for him because he probably would have lost on the cards if he didn't get that last uh, point advantage. But they fight again, you know, in a week or so, week and a half or so. They're going to be fighting again on the 22nd. So I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to that, that fight too. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a, a definitely good one. I, I think I I don't know, man. Fury, Fury, Fury he's just a guy that um, I, I like to watch. It, it's just fun to watch him. I don't know. But he, 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 him and versus Wilder is going to be a good one. Yeah, they they had that perfect style matchup from personalities and like just in the ring. They just it's a perfect style clash. Uh, other news we happened, man. It was it's the it's the off season of the of the football world, but the XFL is back. I was excited. I watched. I think out of the what is four games, I watched three of them. I didn't watch the I didn't watch the first one on Sunday, um, which was I think the the New York Guardians and somebody else, uh, Vipers, I believe. Um, but either way, the XFL, I thought it would, I thought it had a good look to it. I love the kickoff um, setting where it, it it stops people from getting hurt with a lot of bang bang collisions. Um, I like I like the rule for overtime. We didn't get to see that in action, but I like the rule for overtime. I, I even I even like the the double pass, which nobody did yet either. So it's you know seeing guys like Cardell Jones, uh, Matt McGloin out there. Uh, Trey McBride from the, uh, he's he's on the LA team. Uh, you got Cameron's artist Payne on the uh, on, on uh, the Dallas Renegades. It's it's I mean it's good football to watch. I I think I think they put a good a pretty good product out there on on the field this weekend. Shout out Vince McMahon for giving us decades upon decades of great entertainment. WWF changed over to WWE, but still the same product. He brought the XFL originally. And I don't think people realize it, but the NFL stole some of the original XFL's ideas as far as, like, the cameras and some other things. And I'm hoping this second time around that the XFL does work, that it lasts. I just think it's good to have these off-season leagues, like how when the NBA is done, there's the big three. We can go to some games, still enjoy basketball. I'm hoping the XFL is the same thing for the NFL when – College football is done. The NFL is done. You got an XFL. You can still get your football fixing while free agency, draft combine, all that stuff is going on. So hopefully the XFL works. I thought, especially Saturday, man, I thought both other games were just spot on perfect. Yeah, I, I think that well, it will last, it's going to last for a while because it has the financial backing. And I think the names are pretty big. You got guys who was in the NFL for a long time, like Winston Moss, um, Great college football coach and Bob Stoops, he's back on the sidelines, and even Oliver Luck as a commissioner. Like, you got a lot of guys who are smart people, that's smart, the smart yeah. thing. Smart, yeah. smart. So, we got smart people, you got people who's experienced who've done this a long time. Um, even um, it was a uh, that was a coordinator, uh, Chow Chu. Uh, I think it's Chow, 
he's a coach of Hawaii. You know, he, he's an offensive coordinator for a team. Like, it's like this guy, this guy was coaching Hawaii for about 10, 10 years. And it's like, man, XFL is doing something good. Um, like I said, I think the NFL should actually look into this. This, I mean, I know it's kind of crazy, but look into this kickoff thing because you was you can see the speed, the speed still matters. Like guys were still able to get a, a, a good return. Like it's not like they were they weren't getting nothing, but it did cause less injuries. Uh, I think I seen maybe one or two injuries this weekend, which you know it's gonna happen because it's it's football, it's first time action, so stuff's gonna happen. But for the most part, man, it's I, I, I like it. I think I'll be tuning in every weekend. Oh, I'll definitely be tuning in. But if I had the NFL steal one rule, I love the kickoff thing because you can't move until the the receiver possesses the ball in the kickoff. I love that. But my thing is I like that extra point, man. One, two, or three. Imagine somebody being down 31 nothing. You can't even turn the game off because they go down and get a few <laughs> hit a few touchdowns. You might be looking at a three nine point possession. Now you 31-27. So like Think about yeah. like the Chiefs. The Chiefs, like they're they're never out of it as is. Man, you add these extra points, man. <laughs> they they might they might get seventy on you. <laughs> hey, for real, but you know, I, I think I think it's pretty much um I won't say easy, but scoring from the scoring scoring from the two is not is not that you know not that easy, especially with NFL people on, on the lot sideline. Um, I kind of I kind of do like that though, like because nine points, you know, once you get once you get nine. Or down three possessions in the field with three minutes left. I mean, that's pretty much all she wrote. It's it's hard for a team to collapse like that. But in the XFL, you down you down nine with three minutes. You you, you might get blown out still, <laughs> like the other way around. Yeah, yeah, I I, I love that man. And we gotta throw out when you fumble, somebody just walk up to you and ask you, "Yo, what's up with that?" Hey, <laughs> hey, the, the sideline report is crazy. The dude missed the field goal. Hey, so so how do you feel about shaking that kick? I almost dying laughing, bro. I was like, man, this is this, this is great TV. I, I know the NFL won't do that, but you know, even 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 like uh, hearing the play calling, and you know, we know what it is. Of course, of course, the the team on the field don't, don't. But hey, you know, that's that's pretty interesting to, to even watch. Like to just just to know what's going to come, and you know how Tony Romo be guessing all the time. Hey, we already know what's going to happen. Let's see if they can actually execute what we know. And I th- I thought that was pretty fun too. Yeah, you can tell that's like a WWE aspect of so much commentary or like just that that in touch with the the sideline from the booth to mm-hmm. the player the player's thoughts. You can tell that's kind of like that. That's probably like a Vince McMahon touch right there. Yeah, I, I, I like it a lot because especially like you know outside of the bad things when you throw a pick six or you miss a field goal, but the ones where they ask the guys who. You know, like like Cardell Jones with that, that trick play they had, and they made uh with the double uh, double reverse back to Cardell Jones for wide open touchdown to the tight end. Like they asked both of them, hey, so what, what was going on? Yeah, we we called that play and we've been practicing. We we never hit it, and we finally did. Like you know, stuff like that. Man, like that was good. I, I you know, and like you said, that's a shout out to Vince Man on that one because that's that's great. Man, imagine somebody walking to Jameis. Jameis, you just threw your twenty seventh pick. How do you feel right now? <laughs> man. Uh, I don't know what I saw, man. I just closed my eyes and threw the ball. I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say something, man. Man, Jamie's so funny. He'd probably say, eat, eat, eat a pit, eat a W. <laughs> say something crazy, man. That's crazy. But hey, man, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a lot of things that I'm just thinking like back flashback through the season that we're about to get into of of stuff we would ask people. If, <laughs> what would you think? Because <laughs> it's been like I said, Winston. Come on, man. 30, 30 picks? Did, did, now you, you, are, you have set a record most picks in the season. How do you feel? Hey, I thought yeah. I, it's, it's gold, man. 
Yeah, I love that aspect. Yeah, so shout out to XFL, and hopefully we get to see things uh, continue to grow with them. Um, so now we're going to get into our NFL review, Profit Rewind, of what we what we said this past season, coming to the season. Um, we went through all we went through all eight divisions uh, prior to the season. Um, we you know we kind of threw a little wrinkle. We had uh, Sammy and George George join us for the NFC West because they're from Seattle. Uh, we had to change up a little things because Andrew Luck want to decide to, hey, we're going to retire. So that kind of threw our whole AFC South um, uh, uh, podcast crazy because now we had to scramble about who we think going to win this division. So we had a lot, a lot of takes on that as well. And um, I, I think, I think, well, Klein got traded in one of them, so we had to talk about that. Uh, other than that, everything was pretty much how, how it went. So. Uh, part- a- a- B went crazy. Oh, AB went crazy. I for- oh, I forgot about that one. That's that's an even bigger one. Um, but so what we're gonna do is part one is gonna be the surprise teams. We talked about that about that all season long about who should I pick for the surprise team of the year and who I picked. Um, part two is our best and worst predictions. We're gonna do a combined effort of two two team two best or one best and one worst that we said together. Uh, then we're gonna do individually. And then part three, we're going to revisit our breakout surprise players of the year, who we thought from each division was going to pop and be be a star. Uh, part four would be revisit the bold prediction section where things got things did get a little bold in there. And uh, when we look back on it, we was like, we started scratching our heads a little bit on that one. But, um, but, hey, that's good for it. Yeah, exactly. That. I mean, the whole time we kept saying, hey, be bold. Be bold with it, hey, and go crazy with it. So, hey, we'll we'll show you all, all that. And then part five, we're going to end the show with a new profit bold prediction that we think that's going to happen in the offseason. And, uh, you know, both of us have already said it, uh, but now you're going to hear it again, establish our foot in the ground that we said it first. Um, and we're going to – so we're going to start right away. Um, part one, surprise teams. Rashad, you said the 49ers. Hey, I mean, 13 and 3, Super Bowl runner up, had a chance to win up 10 points. You would, hey, you was right on with that one. You were spot on. Yeah, man. I just felt like with what they put together in the offseason, you finally got a healthy Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, that defense that they brought in Bosa and just look at D Ford, Buckner. They were just loaded at every position running back depth, and then I didn't even – I mean, I don't think anybody saw us predicting them getting Emmanuel Sanders midseason, so that was just another wrinkle to the offense. Great team, man. They had a great year. I thought they could have got the Super Bowl. I thought they played well enough to get it, but just down the stretch, Jimmy um, didn't really make the plays in the Super Bowl. They lost the game, but I think they are good enough and talented enough that they could potentially be back in the running for it next year. All right. Well, here's what you said in, in, in the podcast with the, with the, uh, with the 49ers with, with featuring Sam, Sammy and George or off our podcast, the NFC West, the Ascension, the hangover and the cliff. Shout out Sammy and George too. Kyle Shanahan is going to put on a coaching clinic this year. Like, I feel like this is going to be one of the best five offenses in the league. Jimmy, Jimmy G is going to play all 16 games. They're gonna have a top eight defense. They're gonna be elite. Um, oh, <laughs> like I, I, I have them at ten and six. They can probably get eleven and five and steal the division. Um, so, wow. so my yeah. Rashad, I agree with you by the way. So, on all so, my, 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 <laughs> so, so me and you, me and you are gonna be loving Twitter this year. We'll be, we'll, we'll make sure to add, add George. We're saying I know, right? 
man, it's just they they they've been planning this so many years in advance. Like all those top draft picks, John Elway, like this is a good front office, and they were only to me missing a quarterback. And when yeah. you mix a quarterback with some vet players, and you got a good good old line and pass rush, and then that X factor and use check at fullback, a position that people don't really use. It was, it was tailor made for a great season. I had I underestimated them at 10, 11 wins, but they still did. I thought they would do make the playoffs. Um, I think in the bowl prediction, I probably said win the division, or I might have said it on that. You know, I know I thought like win the division, they would be in play for it, and they, they won it. <laughs> they, they, won they, it. Yeah. they made they made me proud. All right. Um, I was I would say yeah. I mean the the the. What what you thought was was actually pretty good because if you look at it like you said they, they already had the they drafted the guys in the front they assigned Richard Sherman they cashed in and brought his system over from the Falcons all he needed was the quarterback Jimmy G got hurt in week three people don't forget people think that forty nine was a four and twelve last year was for a reason no they had the team they was competing in a lot of games they just couldn't finish because Nick Mullins CJ Beathard. These are not guys who should take you over the hump, but Jimmy G, who's solid at least in the top fifteen quarterbacks in my in my opinion, he can get you there. And you saw once you added a Nick Bosa, once you added D Ford, and then um, Quan Alexander, Quan Alexander uh, added Quan Alexander. Fred Warren took a step up. I mean the the, the I think Tart back there in the back, he got he got better. McGlinchey, he a year older. Like it's everything everything was there for the for the for the taking, and it was right there. And I'm glad and you and you said it first. Oh yeah, man. What, what can we say, man? We we already saw the future. Right, exactly. Um, going into my surprise teams, uh, the Buffalo Bills, they went 10 to 6, a wild card team, blew it in the playoffs, uh, had a lead and had a what it was up what 16 0 and yeah, lost were, the game. So yeah, they had they, they had theirs in the bag too, man. But yeah. Man, that miracle man, aka Michael Jordan Jr., Deshaun Watson came out, <laughs> lit him up. Hey, Michael Jordan Jr., shout out uh, Dabo Sweeney for for his profit take on that one. Um, yeah, so he, here's what I had to say about Buffalo Bills. So um, I'm I'm going to lean that the Buffalo Bills, if Jeff Allen can improve, that they can somehow sneak into as a wild card, uh, playing the AFC, playing the AFC North with the you know with Cincinnati gives you a guaranteed win, I, I believe, and. NFC East, if you if your defense is good enough, you can beat the Redskins and Giants. And who knows, you, you might you might get another another lucky break when not I won't say break, but another another time where a team doesn't bring the eight game like the Vikings did last year. Maybe you can somehow sneak a win and beat Pittsburgh or sneak a win and beat Dallas. You know, somehow get get you a win that you probably shouldn't get. And uh, you know, that's why I believe Buffalo could could possibly get there. And really, all those things happen. Uh, I, I told you about the schedule and, and how easy it was and how it lined up. I, I remember mentioning that if they can get seven and two, uh, or seven and three, eight and two, that all they had to do was win what one or two games down the stretch, maybe beat a Dallas team, um, which they did. Which, which they did. I said maybe beat a Pittsburgh team, which which they did. Um, and then I, then I was like, okay, maybe you know I didn't think they had a chance at beat you know a chance at winning the division, but both games they were right there against the Patriots. So it's like they. They were still a couple games back from the Patriots and right there for the take, and they could have won the division. It was, it was right there. It's right there. Man, everything you said, it was spot on. That that defense, Josh Allen took a step. Only thing they were missing really was some playmakers, man. Yeah, and we said that from the beginning that Josh Allen was the only one. And you know, when it when it came shout down, out, to, shout out D Singletary too. 
Yeah, hey, shout out my, my boy from Dynasty League, man. Uh, he he, my <laughs> he my best running back. Uh, but that's beside the point. But yeah, uh, we we said we said about the uh, you know playmakers. I mean, Frank Gore was. I mean, he's 14, 13 year vet. Like he's already he been through it all. Singletary's just coming up. Um, the game the games they lost. You know, even even when we gift them like, on Christmas about what they need in the playoffs, I was like, man, they need some height. John Brown, Cole Beasley, they good enough. But the games they lost, trying to throw a hail mary to Cole Beasley. Not gonna win. Uh, a pass to uh, a pass against the Ravens down seven to John Brown. Marta Humphreys, he's six two. John Brown five nine five ten up incompletion. So it, it it was it was it was there for taking. I know for the draft, they're they're scheduled to draft a receiver in the first round. Even my mock, I had him getting a receiver. Uh, rumored about AJ Green. Rumored about Greg Olson. So hey, if they can if they can do a couple little bit more things, they might be just like the 49ers and. We're, t- we're talking about them as far as being a being a Super Bowl contender. So we'll see about the Buffalo Bills, but hey, it was right there. Man, I know he didn't want to go there, but I thought we talked about it earlier. If A B would have went there, man, they, it could have been a game changer. Yeah. Then, I mean, he only went to New England for one game, but if they would have had A B, a true playmaker, Buffalo's outlook would have been way different. I was say not not only would they would have beat Texans that game. Now, granted, they, they would have played Baltimore again, and you know what happens when you play Lamar Jackson twice. You usually win, so I'm. Hey, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just putting that out there that Buffalo Bills probably could have did something else. Man, having a B, they would have flipped their whole season. They could have probably won a few more games here or there, because the New England losses. Those kind of came down to some picks trying to force them in. Right, exactly. And when you don't have the guy to force force the two, things happen. Um, so that was a part one. I, I I think I think our surprise teams was beautiful. Like we knew it. We're, we're going to have our surprise team for next year and. I've already got a couple in mind that that I, I'm leaning toward, and once the offseason comes a little bit, I see them make the right moves, I'm all in. Oh, yeah, I got an early contender, too, so we'll talk about that when we get to part five. All right, all right. Um, let's go to part two, our best and worst takes um, of the of the year. Um, I think we should just – let's do individual first, uh, Rashad. Let's, let's start with your best one first. Uh, you said the Packers will be a contender. You had them up there in the upper echelon, so the, of the NFC North. Um, I was kind of like, ah, Rashad, let's keep, let's 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 not let's not go that far with it with the first year head coach. But here's what you had to say. From this division, Green Bay is the only one I have no concerns about for the opening schedule, because the Bears is a, the Bears is a win- <laughs> Bears is winnable game. When I think they will win it. Like Aaron Rodgers opening week, he's gonna be ready to shut some mouths. So he's coming out to prove a point. Uh, Minnesota, I think they can beat Minnesota. They can beat Denver. Uh, Philadelphia, it just kind of depends. I think they may lose Dylan. I think Philly's just a little bit more talented, and it'll be early in the season. So I think they can lose that one. But I think going to Dallas, they can beat Dallas. They can beat Detroit. They can beat Oakland. They can easily be 5-2 and two or 6-1 and one right there. And then they have Kansas City and the Chargers. Not sure which one they'll win, but they'll split, they'll split those. And then they have Carolina in November. Carolina coming to Green Bay. They should be able to beat Carolina, get to their bye week at about seven and three, eight and two, something like that. What can I say, man? Again, <laughs> I, I I nailed that one. I thought, you know, they could get off to a good start, pretty manageable schedule. Um, I was kind of a little bit off on Aaron Rodgers being an MVP candidate, but they did everything I thought they should do. Ran the ball with Aaron Jones, which is a Matt LaFleur staple. Rodgers was efficient as ever. Allen's missed some games, but he was still productive as ever when he came back. So, to me, I mean, 
Green Bay, they had all the makings of a Super Bowl contender, and they got to the NFC Championship where they lost to my surprise team. So, I mean, I think when it came down to it, I was torn because I'm like, either right. my surprise team going to win or one of my predictions going to be right on Packers winning the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad Can't be outcome. Too bad. Yeah, it wasn't a bad outcome either way. I just wish they had performed better in those games against the four nines because they got demolished both times. <laughs> see, but for the for the prediction, I nailed the prediction. See, uh, to be honest, I I think I think even even me telling you like, hey, let's let's you know be a little concerned about it. You know, I I think I kind of had a little a little a little uh, good take on that one as well because you got to think the breaks that they did have a little bit like the Lions game where all of a sudden the Lions just can't score touchdowns, field goal, field goal, field goal, and Packers came in, you know, in a little questionable calls by the refs, but don't let the refs be, you know, have an impact on the game. And then against, you know, uh, the first time against Minnesota, and even the second time against Minnesota, like, it's like the Minnesota just, you know, Gurkha's do the pick on the eight-yard line where they ran the ball at the field the whole time, decide, hey, let's throw the ball with Kirk Cousins, pick. And then uh, I think Minnesota, I think it was, um, you know, it was, a ter- it was a terrible game by both both teams, actually. But and then uh, Minnesota just couldn't do anything, and Packers finally took over. It, it, it's like I said, I'm not, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I was a believer, but I wasn't like believer as you were. You was high praising the Packers. I was like, ah, oh, let's let's take a step back. I was saying ten and six, a uh, wild card team, but you, hey, you had it right there, a contender, and they was right there in the uh, in the in the championship game. So not too bad. But no, man, we've been talking about yours. You nailed this one right here. Oh yeah. So uh, I I said I said here here you go. Um, the L.A. Chargers was a poor back candidate. And here's what I had to say. You know, winning twelve games, you know, that's hard. Um, and just in general, and I don't think they're going to be in that twelve range. I think I think they had a good a good run last year, but we already mentioned the schedules and uh, the NFC North. I think I think they can they can lose three of the games. I mean, I'm not saying they will, but I, I, I predict them to go at least two and two um, in that division, depending on how it unfolds, you know, wh- whether they might go two and two in that division as well. Um, and, and you know that they're not going to sweep the Chargers. I mean, sweep the Chiefs. So, Jeez, no so goal. you know, so if, I, if I'm if i saying two and two in both divisions and that, they're already five and five. So that's already five losses. But and as you see, man, I mean, I, I, I think I had them. I mean, I just I just knew it feel like the 12 and four. 12-4 record last year was I want to say lucky, but a lot of a lot of breaks went their way, a lot of close games went their way, and if, as you see, teams like the Rams, teams like the Cowboys, had the same kind of luck, quote unquote luck last year, and all three couldn't pull out the wins this year. And Chargers right here pulled back, and they pulled back <laughs> like like this is a this is a complete four twelve and four this year, uh, and then last year. And then what they were four and twelve this year, like that's a that's a one eighty right there. Man, it's crazy because like your your team that you were right about destroyed Green Bay. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's see that's that's actually pretty insane. Uh, well, Green Bay went West Coast and I mean we can say it's it, a trap game because like they they, they flew to the four downers twice, got destroyed twice, and they flew to LA to play the Chargers and they lost pretty bad too. So we can say it's the East and West thing, which is a factor, right? But, I think just both of those teams being similarly built on the defensive end with the Ingram Bosa, Bosa Alexander, Bosa four, like just that that pass rush, it was too much for Aaron Rodgers. They they played those teams three times and didn't learn anything from it. <laughs> right. So hopefully that that means we're gonna get we're gonna get uh 
some better tackles, some better offensive line, and and next year let's let's see what happens. Um, you mentioned you mentioned uh, the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. You know you're wrong about the MVP. I just think we had the wrong Aaron. That's all it was. Aaron Jones, 19 touchdowns. Oh yeah. You know, could have made the Pro Bowl. Snuck my boy from everything. Pro could have made, Bowl, made the Pro Bowl. He could have made it. He could have made it. He could have made it. Was he all? He was all Pro. McCaffrey was both of them. So <laughs> McCaffrey took both spots on the first team. Um. So yeah, I mean, you had the you had the wrong Aaron, but hey, you still you you, you still got that right. And my Chargers one, man. Like we both knew going into the season, it was a Chiefs division, and we knew. And you was a Raider Raider advocate. I was a Bronco advocate. And where did that lead the Chargers? And we was like, man, I like the Chargers. I like everything about them. I think they had the roster. But when you went, when you win a lot of close games um, last uh, last year, and you know you pulling them out, it's it's all relative that next time around the ball don't bounce your way. And it was it was it, to me it was pretty easy to see. Um, but I mean, a lot of people, you know, watching the Chargers, you still want to watch them. But there's a lot of games where they didn't even compete at all. Like it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, certain, yeah, certain things like winning those close games, you will regress to the mean. I thought they would regress, but still be a playoff team. I had them about nine and seven, so I was way off base on uh, <laughs> on, a, on the charges. But man, this next segment right here, woo wee. Yeah, I was, I, I was actually, I was just looking at the charges schedule, man, just just seeing who they was playing. And I was like, man, these like a lot of a lot of games they lost were close, and I, like I said, it's like it's hard to it's hard to do that bounce back. If, if the games are close again, but man, this uh, <laughs> I was yeah, this, this, yeah, this 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 second part of part two on the worst predictions. <laughs> oh man, some somebody called the cops. <laughs> oh, I, I was talking very criminal out here. <laughs> um, so Rashad said, so I was a believer in this team. I had this team. In the playoffs, had them as a wild card, but I, I still have them in the playoffs. I thought their team was complete uh, with one player going to the second year. Um, I, and I even hit I even hit it on, on, on a letter segment we'll talk about. But here's what Rashad had to say about this one in particular team. Um, that's that's going to be tough. It's going to be three tough ones in a, in a row. Then they're going – they'll probably beat Cincinnati. And then they're going to Seattle. So I think three and four before the bye is reasonable. After the bye, they get in New England. That's probably a loss, depending upon you know how uh, how the Patriots look around that time. Then you got Bengals, Texans, Rams, 49ers, Bills, Jets, Browns. Still, this defensive season, all tough games because they're going they're going to the Rams. They'll probably lose that game. 49ers may lose to the Ravens because they're going to be going from coast to coast. So, but Buffalo's an improved team. Jets going to be an improved team again. Browns still is rivalry games. And who knows what Texans team shows up? So you know, I think they can probably go, like I said, anywhere between six and ten and eight and eight. I, I can't see them get more than eight wins. Now, Rashad, I want to ask you, what the hell was you thinking? All right, first of all, hashtag don't at me, <laughs> man. This is crazy. Second of all, Russ still my MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you want you want to hear about yourself now? I, I don't want to hear about Lamar no more. Rusty, <laughs> oh man. man, oh man! I, I said you know how like the NFL jerseys had like the captains on the badge, they had like yeah. the stars on there. I, yeah. I gotta lose a profit. I gotta lose a profit star for this one, but I, I, this <laughs> this this right here was terrible, man. Six six and ten, maybe eight and eight. They had the MVP. What 11 12 pro bowlers 
I mean, too many all pros. Uh, coach uh, of the uh, year. Uh, uh, yeah, I say I say coach of the year. I mean, almost. You know, they almost they probably like the, won executive of the year. Probably it was close yeah, to like it. They, like they were with almost with the 49ers, like considered the favorite to win the Super Bowl. They didn't make it, of course, but still to be fourteen and two. All this record set, especially Lamar, the record he set. I don't know, man. That like, was a, that was a, that, that was a bad bad take right there. We, we got we got to strike that from the record. <laughs> I think I think, but like they added Marcus Peters um, to the team. Uh, Andrews broke like the tight end for like most touchdowns in the season for a Raven. You had Mark Ingram out here getting to his old bag. Like it it just, it, it, it was a crazy season for him, man. Um, Lamar like, Jackson. I, I didn't I didn't see Mark Andrews coming like that. Like it, well, he all he was the year before. I mean, I know going through the season, I kept saying. They need somebody better than them. Uh, Hollywood Brown and Andrews, they, they were getting banged up all year long. And somehow Lamar Jackson was just too good. And they beat everybody on their schedule except the Super Bowl champs. I think that's pretty impressive. I mean, they lost to the Browns, but they beat the Browns again. So they beat everybody on, on their schedule except the Super Bowl champs. And that's not a bad, that's not a bad thing to say. Um, I, I thought it would be 10-6 fighting with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought Steelers with, eight, with Big Ben would win the division. He got hurt. I bailed on that pretty quickly. Um, and we, I mean, I think I was saying for a while, I was like, man, Ravens going to win the division, and that just by default, you know. And you were still stuck in with your Browns for a little bit there, but uh, you realize he's like, it's too late, <laughs> bro. This whole division was a miss by me because I thought Steelers would win the division. Of course, they lost everybody with week two, so that right. was out the window. I mean, they still made a playoff push, you know, but don't really mean, but it'll count, Mason Rudolph, them so. I mean, I thought the Browns, that would have been my second worst take. I thought the Browns had too much talent to not work. Right. It didn't work. And then the Ravens, man. We got let, let's just move on. <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's just move on. Let's move on. All right. Here, here's a team I said uh in, in the podcast again with Sammy and George, uh, who I thought would be the worst team in the league. Here's what I had to say. I like it. My bro prediction, Arizona Cardinals going over 16. Oh, like that. oh zero. Zero. I don't see no wins on that schedule. I'm going zero. <laughs> cliff going zero. off the cliff. <laughs> I <laughs> actually wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> like, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I mean, there's no game the where worst, you're like. Worst game is the easiest game is maybe at Bengals, which is not an easy game. And I got the Bengals going one and fifteen, yeah. <laughs> beating the Cardinals. <laughs> but I mean, Arizona, Arizona could beat the Giants. They could beat the Giants. Hey, at first, week one, they almost prove you wrong. Week <laughs> one, <laughs> what you mean? But all right, for the first three quarters, the Arizona Cardinals was the worst team in football. Am I right or am I right? Oh yeah, for the first <laughs> for, three quarters. For three quarters. Yeah. They was the worst was, team in football. Or actually, Miami was Miami was getting out there getting smoked by your worst prediction with the Ravens. They about fifty two to three or something. Um, and the Cardinals, the Cardinals, right? It was getting blown out by the Lions on, at home. And I was saying like, man, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be right. And then after after week one, I was like, I ta- I changed my mind, y'all. They're gonna be 0, 15 and one. And you know, for a while it was looking like that. And I'm sorry, Kyler Murray. I'm. I'm you know, he actually won me money rookie of the year. I bet on him preseason that he'll win rookie of the year. Uh, you can, you can, you can, you can say Josh Jacobs was snub, AJ Brown was snub, but hey, I'm, I'm gonna take my money and, and be quiet. Uh, shout out to Cliff Kingsbury, man. He proved me wrong. I, I thought, 
I thought the roster was just not good enough. I thought the defense wasn't good enough to keep him in games. I had no, I had no issues with Cliff, with Cliff Kingsbury. I thought that they would still, you know, put up stats, but because of the defense, because of the O line, uh, because of the division, which your surprise team, the Rams and Seahawks, I thought it, there was there was no way. I thought that's zero and six right there. Not to mention your schedule. So I mean, gr- granted, it's like they all they played like all the sorry teams too. Like they played the Giants, they played the Bengals. Um, they, they played, they played, foul, like, like they played the Brown, like they, they played, they played the teams that wasn't good either. So it's kind of like, okay, well, I didn't think the Falcons would be that sorry. I, I thought the Browns, I was talking trash about the Browns, but I still thought that they would be somewhat in the middle. Um, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really expect, well, I, I picked the bank, the Bengals to be one in 15 this season to beat the Cardinals. So I, I did have that right. Kind of like, so. I mean, hey, well, Carter finished what, like five, five and eleven, I believe, or six and ten, somewhere yeah, around, around there. Like five, ten, and one. Uh, they they're the eighth pick in the draft, so that's pretty. That's pretty. That's, that's a pretty good impre- improvement. When you go up seven spots from the year before, so, um, hey, Carlos, I'm sorry, man. I thought y'all were gonna be zero and sixteen this year. I, I I really did. I looked at the schedule. I was like, oh yeah, I don't see no wins. <laughs> yeah, like he's young, but Kyler kind of put himself into that upper echelon of the QBs because like you can tell the QBs going more mobile. I think with the right weapons, Larry's gonna come back another year. Uh Kirk should get a little bit healthier. If they can do a few more they gotta get some O line from my mind. From yeah. my, my man needs O line. They yeah. they need some O line from, from a guy. They get an O line and they need to do a little something on the on the pass rush side, you know. Yeah. Some some more corners too because Pat Pete's starting to get a little older. You gotta do something with the secondary and help the man out with the O line. Unless we have one David Johnson too, man. The rumors out they may cut him. Yeah, I, it's you know what's crazy? They're gonna cut this man and still pay him. They would rather let him go than 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 keep him on the team. Um, but you saw the emergence of King and Drake. But yeah, in, in my mock draft 1.0, I had I had them taking CD Lamb. But I'm thinking about it, I was like, man, they might just need to take an offensive line and just maybe go out there and pay for a receiver because Kyler Murray is running for his life every game. Every game. He's little. And you know what I like about Kyler Murray? I love his little back. You know how I like uh, his little back pedal, man. I, it's like it's like he go too fast with it. And then you know he was he was amazing this year. I thought he was pretty good. Um, you, you look at the stats. I think we talked about what a feast and famine podcast about who would have more yard, who had a better stats, Tom Brady or Kyler Murray. And they were pretty much similar all season. So um, shout sh- 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 like, sh- like Kyler Murray, man, because you know he could have went the baseball route. He could have he could have just said, you know what, I just go in the shadows. But he, he took the challenge and being the first pick. Going to the uh, a, a terrible team and toward it toward it back in, you know, they was pretty good. Oh yeah, shout out Kyler. All right, let's go into our combined combined takes. While we're talking about the worst things, let's just let's just let's just keep it going. What? Let's just let's just hear what we said had to say first. I'm not, you know, I'm not a. I want to say I'm a I'm a Falcon believer, but I I will be on the bandwagon as far as that. I think that they're that they're um, well on their way to get to the next level, and I think they could be a Super Bowl contending team. I think I believe in Matt Ryan, so um, I believe in Matt Ryan. I think Hula Jones is the best receiver in the game, um, and those two right there with with the off- having a great offensive coordinator and a, and a good head coach, good good front office. I think the Falcons have everything they need in place to just have to go do it, um, and that's just something that Atlanta hasn't done uh, recently. So. The only bad part about predicting the Falcons to win 11 games and win the division is I hate the damn fan base. The fans are so fickle and so <laughs> annoying. When the when, when they're winning, everybody's – the games are sold out. 
and you just hear these annoying people, oh, the Falcons are going to do it this year, they're going to do it, we're going all the way. And then when they're last year, when they're like six wins, you can go to a game and the stadium's half full. So, like, I hate those physical, <laughs> annoying fan bases. Like, yo, be loyal to the team no matter what. All right. Uh, what were we thinking about Atlanta Falcons winning the division? They wasn't even close. Week one, I think I texted you, I was like, it was it was against my Vikings. I was like, man, <laughs> we wrong <laughs> from the get-go. And they offensive line was terrible. The defense, who I predicted two years ago would be a top 10, top five defense, never showed up. I was sick of Dan Quinn. I, I was tired of I was tired of everybody hit uh killing Matt Ryan because what is my guy supposed to do when he has no time? He can't move, he's not Lamar and Mahomes. I said that too. And I don't know what, what everybody expected, but I thought I thought that they could turn the ship around. I thought this was a year everybody stay healthy. They drafted two two offensive linemen in the first round. This was supposed to be the year. Oh man, man, man. seven and nine. These the dang dirty birds. Like I'm, I'm mad because you know we we, we profits right. But at, same, but at the same time, I'm I'm kind of glad I can't stand the Falcons. I'm glad they was trash. <laughs> hey, the bad thing about it is like the Falcons are going to Falcon, and you know. I, I, I love that little saying when you say that, but it's like they was in Browns prime. Browns going to Brown and Falcons going to Falcon. Lion, don't forget Lion going to Lion. That, that's that's another one. But it's like they were they were in position to get a top five draft pick all season long, and then they decide, oh, we're gonna we we're gonna we're gonna show the profits why they had chose us. We're gonna go out there and beat the Saints. We're gonna go out there and beat your, your surprise team, the 49ers. We're gonna oh, we're no. gonna come on, man, like. They come out here beating great teams. Like, why now? Why now? Like, I don't know why, but during the season, I kept saying their division is on the back end. They might heat up. And they almost – They did. Yeah, they almost swept the division because they beat the Saints the first time. They beat the Panthers the first time. Well, both times. Lost to the Bucks, And then they I think they lost to the Saints the second time. But but they beat the Bucks again on the, the last game of the year. That's how they got the 79. So, they – they potentially could have went five and one in the division. Let Let's just talk about our team, the, the the team that the schedule real quick. Like going on the road, got this, got demolished in the first five minutes of the game. Like Vikings, Vikings ran the ball all second half, uh, twenty eight twelve. Uh, played the Eagles. If it wasn't for a Julio screen that went to the crib for fifty yards, they would have lost that game. But they did win. No, uh, no, Aguilar. Oh yeah, Aguilar ball. did drop a pass that was wide open for a touchdown. And this is the Eagles who lost Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson in the first quarter. Uh, lost to the Colts without Andrew Luck. Um, got obliterated by Marcus Mariota. Lost to Houston Texans by twenty points, and they put up thirty. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Will Fuller. That was a great draft, Kings week. Yeah, line. Um, lost to lost to my worst take, making me wrong with the Cardinals losing to the Cardinals. I went to the Rams. I told you they would, though. I told you, 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 you did. You did say that. I went to the Rams game. I thought it would be a high scoring game. It was for the Rams. <laughs> Utter destruction. Um, Seattle was up like twenty to zero. Came came back, and that's when they decided let's turn let's turn around, beat the Saints, dominate the Saints actually on the road, dominate the Panthers on the road. Come home. I'm thinking, okay, well, let's do it again. Lose to the Buccaneers. Lose to the Saints. Blow out the Panthers, beat the 49ers, beat the Jaguars, and then James Winston happened in overtime. So 
a walk-off touchdown. Like this, this team, this team were down, hit a quick little up, come back down again, and then up again. I, it's we should have been right. We should have been right, right about this one, man. We should have been right. At least, at least, yeah. at least in a race for it. Man, the whole season, I was like, Dan Quinn got a pink slip with his name we, on it somewhere. And we had we had Dan Quinn fired by what week five? <laughs> like we was we had him out of there early. I just knew when they got that that plane back on the ground, had Dan Quinn in pink slip. It started what 0 and 1, 1 and 1, 0 and 2. That's a loss. They were like, they were like, 1 and 4, like 1 and 5, 1, 1 and 6. Lost to the Rams. 1 and 7. They was 1 and 7 to start the season. 1 and 7. And somehow Dan Quinn saved his job. I don't know what he what he got over the, the blank family, but we I had him fired a long time ago. <laughs> hey, hey, shout out Rudy too. I know I know you love your Falcons, man. Hopefully they can give you some better days going forward. It won't be the day. Um <laughs> uh, now <laughs> let's 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 go with something we hit on. We told y'all this a, a team on the Falcon schedule. We just talked team, about them. Team on the Falcon schedule, man. Let's just run the tape, man. I guess they're gonna go with Mario to start off just to say, all right, let's do what he has. Are we gonna pay they give him one yeah. last chance? Are we gonna yeah. pay him or we're gonna move on? But I think they should go with Tanner here from day one, or at least after about the third or fourth game when you see Mariota is not the guy, or he falls into his same old trend of getting hurt. I mean, Tanner his record, he's been about a five hundred QB as a starter when he's done about thirteen or more games. Well, really every year he's been about a five hundred quarterback except for one year. But think about his situation. He's never Sorry. had he's never had right. good situations in Miami. So if exactly. you if you put Tannehill, who is a guaranteed almost four thousand yard passer, about 25, 26 TDs, probably get you about ten to twelve INTs. If you put that on this Tennessee offense with those receivers, Humphreys, like you said, Humphreys, AJ Brown, Corey Davis, who's dying to emerge. And you, and, and you still have, like, little – I won't call them sleeper guys, but underrated guys like Taewon Taylor and Tajay Sharp, Delaney Walker. You have the weapons there. So, if you give – you hand Tannehill that, they're going to win 10 games. Like, yep. I, I don't I don't see why you wouldn't hand it to him. I don't know, man. I don't see why people are hanging on to Mariota. We told y'all he should have been benched before week one. This team, the Titans, could have been a top seed if Tannehill played all season long. We we said it. We we talked about how the draft board already had the mock drafts had Titans getting the quarterback because they knew Mariota wasn't it. The team knew Mariota wasn't it. Went out and got Tannehill, decided, okay, this is enough. Enough is enough. I don't care what he did versus Atlanta. It, it don't count. It two, we two and four. We got nothing. Offense sucks. Defense keeping us in. Derrick Henry is keeping us in. Let's make a splash. And then what happened? Playoffs. Playoffs. AFC championship. Almost, almost made the Super Bowl because he had the lead. Almost almost won. Almost got to the Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. Oh, oh, we we have we have to DM that guy who all right, a guy came at us real, real hard about we don't know anything about Tennessee football. We don't know Marcus Mariota. He's gonna be a top 20, a top 20 passer in the league. This and this and this. For a guy who had 11 touchdowns last year, a guy who bet I think best year he had like well, averaging barely barely two uh, barely, not even 300 yards. Yeah, we, Mario, oh, he's man. always been mediocre. Marcus mediocre or worse. <laughs> Marcus mediocre. 
<laughs> I like that one. Hey, if and that, I've been I've been hearing about rumors about him going somewhere, somebody somebody coming to get him and make him a starter, and I'm like, did we not did we not just did we not just see what what he did in Tennessee? What's gonna be different? <laughs> Nothing. Man, all I know is if you're a GM mm-hmm. and you're bringing Mar- Marcus mediocre to be your quarterback, you're asking to get fired. Definitely. You're asking for you're asking for it. So if you decide to bring this dude in, you're asking to get fired. I mean, just look at what happened during the season. Two and four record. They did beat the Browns. The Browns really beat themselves so many penalties. And they of course beat the Falcons, who we just discussed, were very underwhelming to say the least. Then you get Ryan Tannehill in. They they basically saved their season because after that you went from two and four to nine and seven. So Tannehill went seven and three. Add the two playoff wins in. That's nine and three. I was saying if you start Tannehill, you can get ten wins, and they were up against the Chiefs and could and could have potentially won that. Tannehill definitely deserves comeback player of the year. He unlocked AJ Brown, put him in, allowed Derrick Henry to go ballistic every week because now teams can't key in on you on the run game. I'm about to say Tannehill. Tannehill just made. Mike Vrabel job safe for let's say let's say Vrabel had a window of three more years. He added a year to that. He just got Derrick Henry paid by either Tennessee or somebody else. He just made AJ Brown, um, you know, a focal point. Almost in the rookie of the year. Oh, okay, almost rookie of the year. And he made this team realize we don't need Delaney Walker. He missed all season, and they didn't miss a beat. So, and without Mayor without Walker. They had no offense. So it's like, okay, well, if Tannehill shows us that that we didn't need him, hey, if they cut him, which won't be a surprise to me, he might go. And this this Tennessee team, man, they they, they showed out and showed up, man. And, and like you said, they were almost in the Super Bowl. This is a team that we was harping on early all season long. And if you if you if you go back to the podcast and, and even the soundbite we, we just played, it's, it's, it's right there. We was all on Tennessee, but we just – we didn't. We couldn't do it because of Mariota. Man, I got to bring this up. When we did our AFC South podcast, our bold prediction was: I said Jags could make AFC championship. Of course, we bailed on Jags after like week two, so that don't count. Right. And when you said Jags could go from worst to first, but the fact that we were even putting that much stock in a team from the AFC South should not make it surprising that Tennessee made this run because we knew the, the division was wide open. Right. It was just it was just a matter of who would walk through that door. The Texans did that thing. And of course once Tannehill got in the Titans did that thing and they walked through that door and AFC championship man hopefully they, they didn't peak. Hopefully they can figure out their free agent situation because they had like 20 plus guys that are free agents. So that's gonna be a weird way to navigate that when you got to pay a quarterback, pay Derrick Henry. So Hopefully this year wasn't a fluke for them. Maybe they can retool that roster and be a nine to eleven win team going forward. That's what they do. And I know a lot of people always want to say, "Well, Marcus Mariota, his 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 record is about five hundred. He's twenty nine and thirty two. Um, come, I guess go, coming into the season, he was a, one game above five hundred, right? Okay, eight and seven, seven and six. He had a nine and six year. All these all these are, are average records, right? Tannehill comes in seven and three. So I said he he holds them back. He hold they made the playoffs without he threw a touchdown to himself. You know, that's pretty funny. But he held them back for so long. 
now now everybody contract up. <laughs> so like you said, like now you have to pay everybody or or find a way to get everybody back because y'all was held back so long, y'all window was open. And then with Raven coming in, it got stronger, stronger, stronger because of Mariota. And then Tannehill propped it open with a little stick. <laughs> and now, now, and they ran through it. And I, I don't know what to do, man, because like you said, I do not want this to be a fluke. We knew this, this AFC, AFC South was wide open once Angela retired. So, and, and once again, this still will be outside of the, I mean, the Texans. We know what they are. Um, the Jaguars have hope. The Colts have hope. And Titans, you bring your team back, you have hope as well. So, um, we'll see if it's, it's, a, it's a fluke or not. But we was right about this one. If you bench Mariota, Titans would go a long way. We was right. No doubt about it, man. Um, that was part two of our best and worst. Uh, part three, breakout players. Um, so I don't know how you want to do this. So we we so what we did was every division, excuse me, we went through. We we said who would think would be a breakout player. Uh Rashad picked one, I picked one. And looking at everybody, we know we wasn't too far, far, far off. Um, Rashad guys, a lot of his guys got hurt. Um, to name to name a few. Yeah, go go down the list of all sixteen, and we'll kind of pick out a few to talk about. Okay, all right. So here we go. In the ASU South, Rashad said Jacob Brissett or Adam Humphreys. I said DJ Chart. Um, in the AFC West, Rashad said Josh Jacobs, but he was a rookie, so he went Corlin Sutton. I went Hunter Henry from the Chargers. In the AFC East, uh, Rashad said Albert Wilson. I said Zay Jones, who got traded to the AFC West. Um, in the in the AFC North, in the AFC North, Rashad said John Ross from the Bengals. I said James Washington from the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. In the NFC North, TJ Hoggison, Rashad, and then I said Anthony Harris from the Vikings. <laughs> hey, TJ. TJ. <laughs> um, I had one big game and just got hurt and fell off. <laughs> fell off bad. Uh, NFC East, Rashad said Evan Ingram. I said Daniel Jones slash Haskins because I knew that they wasn't going to play right away. But once they come in, who knows? Uh, NFC South, it was uh, you said DJ Moore and I said Chris Godwin. And then for yeah, definitely. And if our NFC West, uh, I'm trying to think who 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 we say, um, you said you said you said uh, you said Christian Kirk and I said Dakota Allen. It wasn't even close. He did play though. <laughs> hey man, we we had a, we had a few a few hits on there. Uh, we'll get into that in a second, but man, some bad ones. Oh my gosh! But but bro, everybody on my list basically got injured. So uh, Evan Ingram, if, if, if you don't want it, if you don't want somebody on your fancy team to get injured, do not draft my breakout player. <laughs> <laughs> if I had, name if if I name a breakout star, trade them fancy because they're gonna get hurt. Uh, Ross, Adam, TJ, Adam Huff, Ingram, yeah. Humphreys. Um, who else you said? Ingram, you said Ingram, Humphreys. Yeah, it's, it's TJ Hawkinson, Albert Wilson, John Ross. None of them made it. That's 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 pretty funny. Um, you know, for me, for me, I, I kind of, I mean, I missed on, I missed on the the, the rookies, Dan Jones and uh and, and Haskins. Dan Jones had some great breakout games, but I wouldn't call him a breakout player. Zay Jones was Zay Jones. He from ECU, just like me. Uh, but he uh, he got traded, so I don't know what the call. I don't know if it, that's a good thing, bad thing. Uh, the Buffalo Bills didn't think he was worth it anymore, <laughs> so so I thought he'd break out, but you know he couldn't do that. But what we did get right, DJ Moore, top ten in receiving yards. Rashad, you had that one. You also said Cortland Sutton, who by replacement was a, was a Pro Bowler, but you talking about he had an amazing catch every single week. Moss to somebody, 
Um, I said DJ Chart, and he went through two quarterbacks. So, you know, that, that's pretty impressive. I mean, I forgot to mention DJ Moore with having having Kyle Allen for the offseason. Um, then I said I said Chris Gower from the Buccaneers, and he was a top three in receiving yards, and he missed the last – I think he missed the last – two games, two or three games with the, with the injury. So he could have been not, not one of Michael Thomas was too good this year, but he, he could, he could have definitely been got more stats this season. Um, trying to think who, who else we said Hunter Henry for me, he got hurt. Uh, so I can't count, can't count that. But once we, we did say a defensive player and that was me. I said Ed Harris from the Minnesota Vikings and he led the league in interceptions this season. So yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. So yeah, we have a three-way tie DJ Moore, uh, Chris Godwin and Anthony Harris. So we might put a we might put a poll up and see what see what y'all think. Um, and but we're gonna pick who we think is probably the, the, the breakout player this year. Uh, DJ Moore had 87 catches, uh, 1175 yards, only four touchdowns, only four touchdowns this season. Uh, but like I said, it's Kyle Allen. You know, it is what it is. Chris Godwin, 86 catches, 1300 yards. Nine touchdowns would have had more yards if his quarterback didn't throw it to the other team. <laughs> but you know, that was a big improvement. He caught what 30 more passes than last year, added 500 more yards from the previous season. And then Ed Harris, this is his first year actually starting. Uh, he filled in for if Harrison Smith got hurt or Sandejo got hurt. Um, Sandejo got cut for Anthony Harris, and he led he uh led the league in interception, like I said, uh, 11 pass defense, and then he had I think how many tackles he had 60 tackles. Um, this season, which is pretty good. So those are the three our three breakout candidates of the year. Uh, DJ Chark and uh, Sutton just just barely missed it, missed it. But um, who who are you leaning for as, as I guess our profit rewind breakout player of the year? We'll get back to your music shortly. But first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Man, the award got to go to Chris Godwin because when you have another 1,000-yard receiver on the opposite side of you, Mike Evans, and Godwin still eight, was still one of the best in the league. Granted, Jameis threw it a lot because of turnovers and because they played from behind so many games, but Godwin had a good catch percentage. You mentioned his yards, his touchdowns. I mean, Cam Bray, O.J. Howard, Mike Evans, you compete with those guys for targets. I got to give it to Chris Godwin. My, my guy more did his thing, but uh, if I had to rank it one, two, three, I'm going Godwin at one and Harris at two because to even be up there with Stephon Gilmore and those guys in that tie for most INTs on the year in his first year starting, I'll put him at number two and I'll put uh, my guy DJ Moore at number three. Yeah. I'm trying to, uh, I want to look up like the, uh, I think the all the pro football focus um, like list. And I want to say Ant Harris was was top fifteen as far as you know he always he always was the highest guys who was graded in PFF every single week. He he, he had an outstanding career, of course, contract year, so he's going to make top dollar as a safety. Uh, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, they're twenty three and twenty two years old respectively, so they still got a lot of time to grow. And and it's like Godwin and, Mur- and Moore. I mean, they they have arrived as as, as elite uh, receivers. I know I got Chris Godwin in, in Dynasty, so you know. I, I, I and I drafted a high draft pick on him. I think third round. So 
you know, Reed, Reed, in the redraft, I stole it from you. You did, and I, I, I hate you for that one, but I had Cooper Cup <laughs> for a little while, but but still, Chris Godwin, man, you know, you know, I was on him all the whole the whole off season before we even did the podcast. I, I was telling you about him, and hey, he she showed he showed up and showed out. So uh, shout out Chris Godwin, man, uh, our breakout player of the year. I mean, hopefully John Ross can redeem himself, man. Because <laughs> dude, the first two games he was putting up over hundred yards, like because he got so that crazy speed. Hopefully next year I may I may pick him again next year. Hey Joe Burrow, but, man, buy you bangle out there. <laughs> buy you bangle the Cincinnati bangle. <laughs> shout out, L, shout out, L.A. Bengals. <laughs> we got too many. We got too many things for the Bengals, man. This is crazy. Um, part four, bold predictions. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna do a soundbite for this, but we're gonna talk about it. Um. Uh, Let's let's start with the bad. Um, we we did we did bail on it pretty fast. Um, but uh, ball prediction. You said Jaguars make edge the championship game. We mentioned earlier, and I said Jaguars go worst to first. Um, and like I said, this was this is all predicated on because Angel Luck got hurt. Because I think we both had the well, you had coach in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so we both had coach in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I had coach versus the Eagles, then changed to Patriots versus Packers. Yeah, I had coach. I changed to the Steelers, so both our quarterbacks got hurt, or or at least left. (laughs) So you know that was pretty bad. But um, we we both we 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 was like, man, we know what the Texans are. They're going to be nine and seven, ten and six, and I think they were round round there. Um, and we was like, well, Tennessee, they got Mariota, so (laughs) they they will stand their own way. And we was like, okay, Nick, they, they finally got a quarterback in Jacksonville who. You know who was who was solid. He didn't have to be a star because Borders was terrible. As long as you was a solid player, you could do anything with DJ Chark. Breakout player we had with DD Westbrook. You had uh, one of the best backs in the league in Fournette and the defense. So we was on the Jaguars bandwagon just because this was the same situation that happened to them. The what I guess not last the like the two years ago when they had a four play schedule, go to the Asian Championship game. You know, and and, you know, all, and bounce back, right? And, almost, and and was really was really there to win. So I don't think it was far fetched, but we did bail because we did that based on Nick Foles and not and not Gardner Minshew, who Gardner Minshew did pretty play pretty well too. So, but but we was predicated on Nick Foles because if you if we had, if you had told me he will get hurt after week one, week one, I'm not picking. First quarter, it. <laughs> it was first quarter. <laughs> That's funny. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, bail, I bail right what, what, there. Yeah, like what else y'all want us to do? I mean, we can't keep we can't keep ride with that. Right, exactly. So we 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 had we bailed them after week one. It's it's not it's not as bad, but we we had we had we had to get out of there with that one. Um and I would say another bad one we had was the NFC South one. Uh we said the Saints would miss the playoffs. And but we did say why, because the NFC the NFC was loaded. We had about 10 teams competing for six spots. And, and it, we were right about that. It, it, yeah. yeah, like it did. It did turn out that way, but because the Falcons were atrocious, Jameis wanted to be on ESPN, Mister Third of a Thirty, and Cam <laughs> did. Cam didn't show up. I mean, McCaffrey had a career year. Moore had a career year, but with Cam getting banged up, they went Allen. They won division by default, similar to Ravens. So we, you know, we kind of missed on that one. Yeah, I mean, I was like to say it, it wasn't that bad because like our reason was because the NFC was loaded, so we had the Eagles. We had the Cowboys up for there. Your surprise team, the 49ers. Seattle and the Rams, that's five. Packers and the Vikings, that's seven. Um, and the Bears were uh, and the Bears, and we Right, Bears were friends, so that's eight. And then we had the Falcons being solid and the, and the Panthers. So that, that was the eight-nine. It was like, well, if the Saints, if the, if the, even if the Saints are Super Bowl contender, 
they might they can miss it if if what we're saying is true but the falcons win the division they have their wild card well that means they compete with minnesota or green bay they compete with three teams in the nc west and you know and they compete with the nfc east because one win the division the other one's gonna be right there now the cowboys the eagles didn't have 10 wins but that's neither here or there but it was, still was a hard the nfc was hard to get through and Every team that made it, I mean, hats off to them because it was that was a hard grind. And look, shout out to the Saints, man, because even when Drew went down, Teddy stepped in. They didn't sink at all. They, they, they stayed afloat and kept winning. So kudos to the Saints. Now, I will say this. I definitely thought we was going to be right then. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm telling you. I'll, when he went down, bro, I said, I said, oh, we – oh, oh, wait a minute now. <laughs> bro, I was thinking at best – one and four, two or three. <laughs> Teddy went five and no. Teddy said, I'm the captain now. I'm gonna win this. I'm gonna win this. Uh, I'm gonna show y'all something, man. I'm gonna make my money because he went five and no. And we were sitting talking about like Bears. Oh, they ain't gonna be able to score no points. Jaguars. Oh, they ain't gonna be able to score no points. Dallas. Oh, they ain't gonna be able to score no points. And I mean, I mean, so many t- good defenses, and it, yeah, it was, yeah, it, it, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, I mean, I don't think – it was – I, well, I was – I'm not going to say I was cheering for it, but I mean, I'm glad Teddy did his thing. But when they when they lost – when they lost him versus the Rams, I was like, man, come on. They got Seattle, the Cowboys, uh, still a division opponent in the Buccaneers, uh, Jaguars and the Bears. Ain't no way they about to – you know, ain't no way. You know, they, 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 they beat the Seattle on the road. Cowboys came home. Cowboys is up and Saints kicked four field goals to win the game. Jameis was being Jameis, 30 for 30 out here. Jaguars there. They, 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 Saints only scored 13 points. Like we, we was we was there, man. I, I think we was pretty close. We just couldn't and, we couldn't get over the hump. And that's with Kamara having a lower than expected year. Like he didn't really have a good year. Mike Thomas had a career, but Kamara didn't really go crazy this year. All right. Do you think do you think because of Mike, you think because Mike Thomas was on this on this record setting offensive player of the year, um, award winner um season? That's why the why they went. I don't want to say that's why they went five and no, but you know that's why they was able to to do at least something on offense. Because I mean, if Kamara's not not as great, but Kamara, uh, but Michael Smith is Michael Smith. Michael Thomas is way 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 up here. I mean, I guess it kind of you know kind of balance out a little bit. Man, I think it's because their defense, man. Like their defense played great in in some spots this year. I mean, Teddy didn't really beat them with turnovers. So when you don't beat your team with turnovers and you have a solid defense and a guy. Who you can move all over the field, making plays, and Mike Thomas, it, it, it was tailor made. You know, I thought it was going like you said happen where they would go two and three bottom out to Drew came back, but Teddy kept him afloat, and with all those those pieces, man, <laughs> they proved us wrong. They, they definitely did. Um, but our good our good ones, man. Um, we didn't we didn't get a lot of we didn't we didn't we got a lot of misses. Like you know, you had Broncos. Make the playoffs as a bold prediction when you know if the Chargers pull back, why not? Why not Broncos? I mean, the Bills made it, so why not the Broncos? Same kind of formula. And man, I want to say the Raiders, but I said that the, the outcome range is too wide, so I went Broncos right. as, as, a, as a safety net, and that still was they both seven and nine. Right. And then I mean, you, you you had Cowboys make Super Bowl, but that was you know that was going against your grain because you had easy in the division, so maybe Cowboys can run run through the wild card. Not bad because they all made the playoffs. Um, so some some other ones I some other ones that we missed and like I said it, it was it was they already did not bad um 
We said Bears it's, go it's worst. It's called bold prediction. We're right. just making an outlandish prediction, pretty much. Bears go worst to first. Uh, I said, I said, you know what? We, we talked about this. We said if the if the Packers don't work, if they don't make it work, they might go worse. You know, they they might finish last in the, in the division because if McCarthy Rogers relationship wasn't good, what if Lafleur and Rogers weren't good either? Then they can they can lose five, you know, five. I mean, only win five games and be right in the same boat. Um, and then we're also thinking like maybe Aaron Rodgers get hurt again. Right. Exactly. Out. Exactly. Um, and then our other ones that we missed on were, you said Josh Allen will lead his team in rushing. I mean, he wasn't too far off. Um, you know, Singletary was 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 pretty good, and uh, so was Frank Gore. And then I said Donald will lead the division, AFC East, in passing yards. But you know, Mr. Mono, when you want to kiss everybody, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> but so do so, got a do got a high school disease, man. <laughs> Middle school uh, disease. But what we did, what we did hit on. I kind of harped on earlier about the Chargers. I, I did say they missed the playoffs as a bold prediction. Um, I, hey, our AFC North, we was c- completely right. We said uh, you said Nicholas Chubb will be will be a top runner in the league, um, and he and he was. And then I said Lamar Jackson will have three thousand passing yards and twenty touchdowns. And, and you kind of said more than that. I talked you out of it. Yeah, you did. Matter of fact, matter of fact, let me let me just roll that clip. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go off the script and I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Lamar Jackson uh, throw throws for throws for uh, four thousand yards. Oh no, that's bold right there, boy. You talking about bold, boy. man? No, nah. you talking about bold, man? That's bold right there. That's bold. Right there. Hey, cause look, think about it. If if you say they a pullback candidate, that means what? They're gonna be in losing. Be losing games. Hey, so pad pad those stats, man. <laughs> that's you know that that's that'd be a good a good bold prediction right there. If you if you're losing, can't run the ball forever. Shoot, um, man, he he started seven games <laughs> and only had twelve hundred. Even even if you even if you double that, but he didn't even have <laughs> Hey, I'm going I'm going with the extreme on this one, man. That's I'm going to the extreme end. Lamar Jackson, four thousand passing yards. You know, that's and you, and you, and you can change that, man. That's say twenty passing touchdowns or so, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, hey, okay, there, fine. fine. There's no way. Right, I got you. I got you. I got, I got you. All right, three thousand passing yards. And twenty passing touchdowns. I mean, we was. I mean, I didn't think MVP, but three thousand. I said three thousand twenty. You did talk me down. I was like, hey, he might. He hit you with that. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh, no, no, sir! Yeah. No, sir! That's funny. Um, and then also another one was uh, Eli will only play about four games. Um, I think he he think he lasted. Wait, hey, he he, he lasted four games or was it two? Yeah, he started two. Got benched and then he did a few more at the end, so he really only played like four games for real. So yeah, so I mean, I, I was around that one. I, we, I remember mean, we we talked about it. it. Was like we don't know when to throw Daniel Jones in. We knew we knew that when you draft a, a quarterback first round, every everybody I think except one quarterback in the last ten years always started a game. Now Mahomes got lucky in week seventeen that the Chiefs already had clinched the playoffs while he played way back when, but still. We knew he was gonna get benched. We just didn't know when. And I was like, man, maybe, maybe right this this perfect time right here because you don't want to throw him against what well, it was. I think it was Minnesota and New England coming up. I'm like you yep. don't want to you don't want to throw him in against those two teams. That's not, that's not that's not what you want to do. So I was like, hey, go and throw him in and get some bucks. You know, they, you got got a little chance. That was pretty he good. He had some good. He had some good fancy football weeks. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, now we move over to part five as, as we as we get close to the end of our profit re- rewind. Our newest. Profit prediction. Rashad, you take it away. I said this back on our October 24th podcast. 
part one has come to fruition. The LA Chargers have officially moved on from Phillip Rivers. My profit prediction is I'm sticking to it. Phillip Rivers will sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and be their quarterback this upcoming season. I like it. And I he moved to Florida. So I don't see I don't see why not. Why it's not a um is this is a far conclusion? I've seen a lot of people tweeting about it now. Hey, my guy, my guy Rashad already said it. Y'all late to the party, man. Late to the party. Um, for my bold prediction, we talked about it, and I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stay with mine. I think Thomas Edward Brady will be a Las Vegas Raider. And my reason is it's all full circle. Start with the Tuck games, how he got his first Super Bowl. And now him and John Gruden getting together again. Um, I think that would be a good way for Vegas to promote themselves, get people to come out and watch. Come watch the legendary Tom Brady. Come watch – I mean, I don't want to say legendary coach, but well, one, one of the coaches that at least you know put on the show in John Gruden. And let's watch the let's watch the Las Vegas Raiders who are 8-8 eight eight this season. Let's see what they can do next season. I think I, I think I think it might, it might be it might be a good look. It, it give it give John Gruden enough time to groom a quarterback on his, on his own, and while Tom Brady do his thing, John Gruden gonna let gonna let him do his thing too. And I, I think that's what it is. So if he leaves New England, Las Vegas Raiders. I mean that that Raider Stadium. Whoo, that Ooh. thing is too sweet. Hey, I might if he goes there, we might have to take a trip. Man, that stadium is too sweet. Yeah, I, I definitely got to check that out. But, yeah, I love your Phillips Rivers prediction. I, I think I think it makes too much sense because if you feel the Rivers, go to where – go go get a good coach. Um, go get a defense who's emerging. Go ha- go go get our breakout player to get Chris Godwin. Go get Mike Evans. I just know you better throw him the ball <laughs> for my dynasty team. <laughs> That's what you better do. Um, but, yeah, it, it made too much sense. Yeah, I think it's tailor-made. Arians loves vet QBs. Rivers is on, you know, his last probably two to three years. That their, their offense is built to air it out. We know Rivers can get it down the field. I want to see what happens with David Johnson. I be, I believe in Rojo. I, Rojo's my guy. I took him in Dynasty and redraft leagues. And he <laughs> took him everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he, he has some good games and spots. And I think Peyton Barber's a free agent. So maybe they decide to, if it happens, if David Johnson gets cut, maybe they'll want to bring DJ over and, you know, have a duo of Rojo and DJ, and of course you already mentioned the receivers. Uh, you know the tight end situation with Brayton OJ Howard. I think one of them was a free agent, so you could have one guy out the door. But they have cap space. I think they're close to that ninety ninety million dollar mark. So if you hit on your draft picks, sign a few guys to help with that offensive line. Todd Bowles needs a good secondary, and you bring in Rivers. This could be my bold prediction for the offseason and possibly my surprise team for next year. I'm about to say if all all those come all those come to fruition, it, it's, it's very possible because you got Vita Vea. He's he showed out. Um, I think Barrett. Chad Barry was leading the league in sacks at one point. They still got they got Sue down there too. Like Sue might Sue might if Rivers come, Sue might look at it like you know what this NFC South not as strong. We don't know Atlanta. We don't know Carolina. And as of right now, the Saints don't know who the quarterback is. So the boss could be right there. Bruce Aaron's going to at least get eight and eight. So with Phillip Rivers, you can get 10, 10 and six, 10 and six, 11 and five. There's going to be another team to add into that tough NFC. Yeah, that's, where I'm, yeah, that's where I'm leaning, man. Yeah. 
I can see it. I I I, dev, I, dev, I definitely can see it. Um, I think I think now that the Buccaneers, if they get it for the Rivers, you can you cannot waste your first round pick on a on a quarterback. You can go ahead and go get you a a defender to help Todd Bowles out. Whether that's a corner, whether that's a safety that you pass up on Derwin James, you pass up on Mickey Patrick. So maybe it's time to go get, maybe it's time to go get a safety. Maybe. You know. Yeah, they got to get something for their defense because Todd Bowles, the defensive guy, they got to get something for their defense. And at least you get Rivers, you can you can stop getting a position for at least two years and, you know, third, fourth round, if not this year, next year, draft you a QB. All right, definitely. So, yeah, so that's our problem. Rewind. Hey, I think I, I think if, we, if, y'all, if y'all go back and listen to all those and you listen to this pod, I mean, you see that, man, we was on it from the get-go. Um, except Rashad with that Ravens pick. I don't know where he was going with that one. <laughs> Man, after seeing what Lamar did in the playoffs last year, I didn't think he would make the leap he did. So shout out to Lamar for making that leap. Uh, that GM put together one hell of a squad for him too. Oh yeah, they paid Marcus Peters. I mean, they still got a lot of questions because, like I said, if you if you're gonna stay the same, even if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So we'll see the Ravens. Uh, hey, quarter a might might be a pullback candidate. Don't know. We'll see. We'll see the next time we talk about. It. <laughs> no, no, no more zero and sixteen teams. Hey, you got you got to be bold with it, man. Got to be bold with it. <laughs> All right, let's preach, kids. Preach, Bruce Rashad. We are the prophets, and we out. to your music shortly but first did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies you could literally drive across the street and get a different price that's crazy but with good rx you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80 percent you're probably thinking there's a catch right nope it's 100 free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not in fact it can often beat your copay download the good rx app today and start saving good rx is not insurance